welcome to the Four Fab Fatties podcast. We are Alyssa, Rebecca, Allie, Maria. Hi, guys. This week we are bringing to you the curse of the curves. Raise your hand if you've ever been. I don't know. Do we have a good one for this one? Raise your hand. We definitely if you've been cursed one. by your curves. If you've been cursed by your curves or blessed, cursed or blessed. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, Maria and I actually kind of came up with this. We were listening, or like with this topic this week, I guess. Um, so we were listening to a, oh my God, who Early is it? Early 2000s. Who is it? Who is it? Oh my I want to say it's, cute is what we aim for. Is it cute is what we aim for? I want to say. Personal curves, okay. And we were just like, oh my God, that's such a good episode or, or an episode title, right? Um, because what it made me think about was for me personally at a i developed at a younger age right um i for me i started getting boobs very early i started looking like a woman earlier than a lot of my classmates and that for me looked like third grade right so i i feel like my personal experience i started <laughs> i i started getting different attention at a younger age. <laughs> I just like that you keep doing this as your boobs keep getting bigger. <laughs> like that's the they actual existed. growth you experienced. They were like, they they going. one day there were just little mosquito bites and all of a sudden we had cantaloupes. So, you know, um, that's where the idea kind of came into our head. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> my curse of curves came more so from my butt. That, that booty, she juicy, she juicy booty. And that didn't start just like random, like pop out, bam, there she is. It was like, oh, here we are, we're, we're booty in. Okay, now we're more booty in. And now that booty's big. <laughs> and that was fairly early in life. So yeah. I've always had a big old bubble butt, big old juicy booty booty. Yeah. And that came on kind of early. Yeah. And so I think that was weird for. The yeah. other kids would be like, oh, look at Maria's butt. Right. Yeah. Maria's yeah. butt is big. I don't ever remember having the conception of curves when I was younger because the popular thing when I was in high school was to be very slim and straight. Yeah. Um, straight shapes. But I do have a vivid memory in high school of like one boy telling apparently some other boys that I was cute, but I had too big of a butt. And that was something that like, I was probably a junior or senior in high school and that definitely cemented itself in me. I never thought of curves as a benefit or something that people were interested in because it really wasn't talked about. That was like the low slung jeans era. Oh, yeah. The very yeah. flat tummy era. It was probably another four years. The whale tail area. Before people talk about Kim Kardashian, <laughs> which is a lot of times where we start seeing like the curved body and of course sure. a very specific curved body being talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I really don't have great experience like from middle school and high school and I think a lot of it was just like a lack of identity and a lack of um I don't know I, I didn't really and there's <laughs> the neighborhood you watch how unlucky the neighborhood watch is watching out for us I knew we were gonna be that lucky <laughs> um I just didn't really have a a group of friends that I really like belonged with so I think I really just struggled with identity altogether. And I think body image played into that in the sense that I was 
I, it was just always a negative thing. Like sure. I was the butt of the jokes. Same. I was the gossip. I was, right. um, and I think it, I mean, it really did affect the way that I, I connected with people growing sure. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I definitely did not feel empowered in my body or desired at all. I felt embarrassed, shamed, and disgusted. And getting yeah. back to like the butt of the joke. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Quite yeah. literally yeah. sometimes. Well, well, I think the interesting part, especially about like prepubescent age and then of course growing up from there, is this part where your body becomes either very sexualized or desexualized. And I think my history is a little bit more like yours. I felt very desexualized for a long time. Like I shouldn't be I wasn't desirable, I shouldn't be doing sexual activities, etc. Mm-hmm. Um and then other times it's people's heightened sexuality because of people sexualizing your body shape. I think for oh sorry. Um, I think for me, it was just kind of a notice of being a kid to people are talking about my body, whether good or bad, people are talking about my body and it's like, okay, let's talk about maybe how we change your body or how we make you look a little bit more normal. Right. And, and then, so it was almost like, I wasn't aware that I was different than people. Then it was starting to be pointed out to me, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're, you're bigger than the other girls. You know, if you want to look like the other girls, then you need to do A, B, and C. And and not necessarily from, um, because honestly, like I grew up in a big family. Like my sisters are big, my mom's big, my dad was big. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a plus size family. Um, so it was more so, you know, it was it was the the of course growing up in the 90s, right? We were we were in the the heroin chic era, yeah. right? So it was um it was very much, you know, the media, the magazines, the everything of, of here's how to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. And, and you should be on SlimFast and Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig and all these things. And it was just so quickly, it went from, I'm a kid to you have a body and we need to talk about your body. Yeah. And I think that kind of led the way to my body is either it either makes me worthy or it doesn't, right? Yeah. Anybody else have that? Well, I yeah. think you talked about that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think what was actually interesting when you were talking, and I didn't even have this like in my notes for today, but I think growing up when you're developing, that's when the, you know, you start connecting with people being like, yeah, like I'm fat. And they're like, you're not fat, you're beautiful. Uh, you're beautiful. Right? <laughs> and that, and, and it, it's so crazy. I never realized for the longest time why that was so hard. And never made me feel good, right? Because like they're calling you beautiful, you're like, oh, that's so kind. Because they're separating the two. They're always yes. separating the two. You can never yeah. be both. Yeah, and I, I just while you were talking, Ali, I just very much was like, wow, that kind of is like a, a connection moment too, right? Of you even just reaching out for people and for help. Lucky really wants to be on the Lucky. podcast today. <laughs> he was. He was so good before we started filming. <laughs> and then we said, "Hey!" And he jumped up to play. He's like, "I hear the energy's moving." Let's go. <laughs> um, like I like fat girls too. We love that for you, Lucky. Yeah, no, Lucky's Lucky loves everybody. Um, I, I, I think just even trying to connect with other people growing up, right, about what it felt like and the differences, like you didn't get what you needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't talk to anyone about this stuff. Like, um, I didn't talk to my friends. Besides us, like, basically, a lot of my friends were virgins up until college. Um, the ones who weren't, um, 
I just saw them as like a different kind of person than me. I thought they were like so interesting and dynamic and I was the boring background person, you know, to their lives. And so I really didn't see myself in the same playing field as them. But when I think about some of my early experiences, I, I just, when you were talking, I just imagined like the Aloy and the Delia's catalogs, like these really tall, slim girls and Laguna Beach and mm, just Hollister, everything. Abercrombie. Yeah, everything, like, I just wasn't part of it. And so I really removed myself from it. Like that, that narrative of like being hot and sexual and, and getting with people, having partners, I just didn't see myself as, as a person that could have that. So I didn't. Like, I didn't think, I didn't want anyone to touch me. I didn't present myself as that. I definitely both friend zoned myself as well as expected everyone to think of me as a friend. And still to this day, I cannot recognize when people are flirting with me in person. Like, I don't recognize attraction. I just I think everyone is friends. You know, I just think everyone's a friend. Mm-hmm. Well, we flirt with you all the time. Yeah. But, um, I try. I try. <laughs> Lord knows I try. So it's, it's funny because we're not funny, but like I, I almost had like the, the opposite where, and this is not me bragging, but I had, I had that experience that I feel like we hear a lot from, from, from fat girls, right. Of, I, I want to say this delicately because I, I know what I have, right. Um, the, the pretty privilege, right. I grew up with the, oh, you have such a beautiful face. Mm. You have such a pretty face. You have such a beautiful face. You'd be so pretty if. You'd be so gorgeous if you have such a pretty face. Like, cool. I just realized recently, like within the last year or so, that I've just now in my mid-30s stopped feeling like a floating head. Mm. Like started (laughs) feeling like an actual like one full full unit and not just my face like my face was the only thing I had to offer the world because everything below was just trash right you'd be pretty and if you'd be pretty you have a if, beautiful face yeah exactly what if you lost the weight you'd be so beautiful. exactly and I literally I remember mm-hmm. there was this there was this man that worked with my mom and I had so much respect for this man I thought he was just so nice and so cool I thought he was very handsome too um and now he's like a fashion designer which makes this a little bit harder Oof. for me um mm-hmm. because and he only makes skinny clothes um and he makes like these couture gowns and stuff and like they're just he doesn't work with any fat models at all but like I just specifically remember I was really young and I was um I always kind of like worked with my mom for things um like I would go to work with her and I would help her out with stuff and I was just I was at my mom's office one day and he came up to me and he's like you're so beautiful you're so beautiful you have such a beautiful face. You'd be so pretty if, and like that, mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm 35 and that's still staying with me that like this one man, when I was a kid had that effect on me to be like, your worth is neck up, you know? Right. And it's truly, so what I, what I found was that I did kind of put myself in, in kind of a, it's not that I didn't really like go after guys or anything, but I very much was like, if I can't get them with this, then that's it. That's it. You know, if I can't, if it's not my face, then, then I've got nothing else. You know, I don't know. What was your experience? Um, I can think of one offhand that, yeah. that is like a really big one that got me. My grandma used to own a bar growing up. And I remember one day I was sitting there and I had like, it was, the era of the glitter there was sparkle in everything and I had put some lotion on and it had a little bit of glitter here and there was this old dude old 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 chilling at the bar 
at a freaking noon because that's what you do in middle of nowhere so he was already a winner but he i'm just chilling with grandma hanging out and he was so pervy to me and it was so uncomfortable and i was so young and i just couldn't i was like why and he was like Ooh, you got that glitter on i was like probably 13 12 13 and this dude who was probably in his late 30s early 40s was like "Ooh, look at that glitter on you like you ooh, that's nice and i was just like thanks like it's so uncomfortable (laughs) i realize it's a very common experience for all girls um but the only guy like the first guy i remember talking to in a sexual way was a guy who was working at my school not like an actual employee but kind of you know a little bit like on the on the tangent you know, <laughs> the side of being employee. And he was probably like 22 but i was 14 you know yeah. and even then um it was like on aim gotta love messenger back in the day mm-hmm. listen yeah. i don't know because i was away messaging Same. exactly that's when you could be the most passive aggressive version of yourself Same. <laughs> my, my very early experiences were all men being willing to talk to me online oh same and never in person and you know the most i would get would be a glance or a yeah know? and and so all of it felt secretive all of it was only through chatting mm-hmm. and i would crave it because that's literally the only time i got attention yeah yeah i definitely had somebody sorry no you're fine i definitely had somebody like that too who like pursued me so hard would go out of his way to always talk to me in I am mm-hmm. and be like, let's meet up secretively mm-hmm. and just chase me so hard. But anytime it came to be like being in public or wanting to go out and do something, it was no, no, I, I, I can't. Blah, That's blah, blah. So funny. It's <sighs> like, it's such like a universal thing, even though like, whether it's through AIM or whatever, because I would always find that like, I would have these guy friends that were outwardly, affectionate towards me always giving me hugs always like hey Allie what's up you know whatever but like never would be like on the dating table right yeah but then there would be these guys who would show some interest in me and like almost like gaslight me to the point where like they would show this interest in me and then once I would like say to somebody hey I think I have a crush on this guy I think he might be interested in me too like no 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 you got it all wrong I'm sorry that I made you a mixtape I'm sorry that I call you every day but you have it all wrong. And Sorry because, that we talked on the phone for I'm four so, hours. Exactly. Last night. Like, like you've got it no. all wrong. And if you would just kept your mouth shut, then maybe things could have, you know, like that's, yeah. that's the feeling that I got was like, okay, what did I do wrong here? I let people know that you liked the fat girl. Like, and at yes. this point, and I feel like I'm justifying this. And I still feel bad when I think about it this way because I'm like, I look back and I'm like, in high school, I was, I was like a size 12. And so, like, right now, that's, like, the ideal, right? Yeah. That's, like, smaller than the average woman now. But in high school, that was, everybody think was a size too. two. Yeah. Think back about how much you struggled to get clothes then. Yeah. 100%. Isn't that crazy? I conceptually think about that all the time, being like, man, like, I w- anyone would, like, would idealize, like, want to go back to, you know, the size that they were wearing in, in, um, high school and when I think about that I'm like that's so crazy to me I still struggled so much to get clothes yeah we literally have an entire episode about that coming up yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was size 24 in high school um I can't I can't remember a single person that was close to my size um everyone was a good bit smaller than me um 
And so that was a different experience. Like, I, I really don't have like a size to go that would have been quote unquote seen more as a norm mm-hmm. now um, because I was a size 24 in high school. And so, uh, yeah, it was rough. I remember one time sure, I was at a yeah. bonfire party and I did have a crush on this boy who was my friend and my other friends who again were very like, I don't know, very confident, funny, sexy. Um, one of them started making out with him and I was literally next to them sobbing. Yeah. And he was just like, what do you want from me? And I'm just like, attention. <laughs> I just wanted to be an option and I yeah. was never an option. But not so only that, but to be so far removed as even a human being yeah, to even be considered. I wasn't like, a peer. You but know? you, not only were you not a peer, you weren't even considered enough to feel like, because he knew you liked him, right? Yeah. So he knew you liked him, and now here he is right in front of your face, making yeah. out with it's, another human being. It's, it's a like lack, a of, lack human of respect. Human yes. Lack of human respect. Well, my human. best yes. friend yes. was the one making out with them. Exactly. Right. And, and then I went on to room with her in college. So, like, you know, what I was yeah. going to accept from a friendship point of view was very different. But again, uh, yeah. who am I to get in their way, right? Because they're the attractive people, and I need to get out of their way because I'm the one making the problem. So I'm. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm triggered. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm having a moment. <laughs> so in high school, one of my closest friends, teeny tiny, the smallest little ideal perfect person. And she's my best friend. And we would do everything together all the time. But there were so many instances looking back now where she would ask me, like, who do you like? Like, who do you like now? And we'd have those conversations as sleepovers and whatever. And then two weeks later, she'd have a crush on them. And then three days later, they'd be dating. Yeah. And I was yeah. just expected to sit there. And this didn't happen once. Oh, this yeah. was like, yeah. A, yeah. I can name at least five people on my hand yeah. that I had told her I liked. And then she either dated, made out with in front of me, had to have sexually. Or like even the one time there was a chubbier boy who I liked. She said, not her type at all. And I was like, I got her. because She won't like him. Told her she liked him. So like, where what is this too that now it's a competition that you are going out of your way yeah. to get these people just to prove to me that you can, but sure. I can't. And, and it didn't stay in high school. <sighs> I just told Marie about this, and she's the one that kind of like, look at this, the recent experience. And I love my friends, so they're listening. I uh, don't know that you would recognize this happening, but we were going out and we were going to meet someone's single friend, and my one friend was like to my other thinner friend was like you might really like them they might like you like this might be a good match she didn't say anything to me about this guy right um and then i get there and the guy starts flirting with me and dancing with me and like putting his hand on my hip and i was telling maria that i that was the first time like i've ever been like hit on by someone's friend somewhere like, that's that's never happened to me in my life you know mm-hmm. but i was telling them about kind of like the setup and she's like wasn't it interesting that at first they didn't say that you might like him or that he might like you it wasn't even a consideration it wasn't a consideration and i was like oh oh <laughs> like but because that's so normal to me i didn't clock it you know mm-hmm. it's so normal like but it is interesting that it still perpetuates itself in my adult life yeah well, when you think about too like going back to talking about how you know you would tell your friends that you had a crush on somebody and they'd have a crush and like and you would almost like take yourself out of it like well you know that was never going to be me anyway and you think about why Right. And as I sit here thinking about that, it's really because, and again, we're not, we're not sitting here like thin shaming or anything like that, but we are fed two very different narratives growing up. 
we're fed completely different narratives where it's for a, a, a normal looking body. You can be anything you want. You can yes. have anything you want. Yes. You can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. I don't know about you guys, but the narrative that was fed to me, um, mostly by media and, and magazines and all those things and, and family and, and family. Yeah. Was you're going to get lucky. Like whatever you get, be happy with it because you'll be lucky it, to get it. Yeah, you hold have. on to it. You'll be lucky to get it. So it was like, absolutely. It makes sense that, that, that they got together and not me. I, I'm going to take a backseat because they're going to get everything that they want. That's not going to be me. That's not my world. I'm not going to get everything that I want. So the littlest things I'm going to have to hold on to like for dear life, because I'm going to be lucky just to get that. Right. And, and I was going to bring this up, but I saw a meme recently like that. It was like when other little girls were dreaming about being princesses and ballerinas, I was dreaming about losing the weight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk through it. I want it. Yeah. What are you feeling right now? Gosh, sorry. No. No. No, it's just, it's, one, it's, I'm so sad that everyone's had these experiences, but it's kind of like nice to feel like a sense of community around it. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, like I said before, like really was the butt of jokes to the point where I'd have people like approach me pretending to be interested in me and I'd be, uh, yep. and I'd be so happy. To oh, get, like, let me find them. <laughs> I'd be so happy to get like any attention. And I thank God sometimes for just like really good parents who, who like taught me right from wrong because my moral compass really saved me from some bad situations just people showing interest in wanting pictures and you know the nor the normal growing up stuff and I really was put in a lot of situations where um I was so happy to be getting attention from someone that I would do anything to keep it going yeah. uh just to find out and then turn around that after they have all this like really vulnerable intimate stuff from me that it was like a bunch of guys all behind the joke and it's like thrown in my face just on like a normal Tuesday at school, you right. know? Um, Can you hug her? You're close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Please rub so her. Cold. My hands are so cold. I'm like, I'm going to shock her. <laughs> no, it's just, it just, it, it really does affect just your overall psyche. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I hate to be, like I, I obviously know that like people from high school will see this and things like that. And I wasn't a great person in high school. I very much was the kid who like got bullied and then put up like a rock wall. Same. It was like, if you're going to with me, like I'm going to with Same. you, you know? And I did not turn into the best version <laughs> of myself in, in turn. So I think it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. But you also to put this out there, yeah, bit. that wasn't you. That like, wasn't you your fault. Yeah. You, were, yeah. you were a kid. So yeah. saying you were a I'm product listening, of your environment. Yes. I'm listening to this book right now that's like, you have to, we have to stop blaming ourselves. Not only blaming ourselves, but giving people that have a perceived authority over us permission to let us believe that we were bad people when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. We were kids, right? Yeah. So absolutely, you didn't have those mechanisms to say, you're being bad to me, but I'm going to not be bad to you. 
that's for sure. That, that's a kid's response. For sure. You're being mean to me. I'm gonna be mean to you. I, I was the same. I was the same. I talked I, about it in therapy right yeah. now too, like in the sense that I like I never cried, and like right now, all I can do in my life is I was cry. The same. And she's like, Yeah, it's because you suppressed everything for so long, like surviving that now that you're actually feeling things, it's like the extreme of it. Right. Which is why I'm like, I feel like an emotional wreck all of the time. But it's so true. It's so true. Because I, I literally, again, in this, this book that I'm listening to, it's almost like there was this like underlying fear that like, if I cry, it's never going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel the, 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 the shit that feels really bad, it's never going to stop. But again, we may not have been shown, we're still kids, and we may not have been shown in healthy ways that, that it will, that, that good things will come yeah. and we will learn how to deal with this, right? But again, you were just a kid. Yeah. So but not only that, yeah. but like the vulnerability that comes with crying. Yeah. If you're already a target yeah. and now you cry, they, it feels like they won. 100%. They got to see those tears. Just yeah. like when we went to the doctors the other day right. and I held in my tears until we got outside. Cause I didn't want him to know he got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to open up this can of worms. Um, so for me personally, taking into account everything that we've talked about now, I very much, again, thinking that my face card was the only thing I had to offer the world. Um, I gave it to everybody. I was just, well, they don't want to date me. They don't want to take me home to mom, but they want one thing from me. And it was like, I can either get no attention or I can get a little bit of attention for a night, right? And I think having been almost, I don't want to say attention star because trust me, I was, I was such a ham growing up. I was on the stage. I was like, it wasn't attention star. It was like intimacy, intimacy star, yeah, right? It doesn't matter so, wanting to be someone in someone else's life. Yeah. And just yeah. like, just desired, right. Yeah. And feeling like, just like everybody else Person? wanting to yeah. feel like everybody else. Right. So feeling wanted. And like you said, feeling wanted, feeling desired. All of a sudden, um, like I, I, I lost my virginity literally like the month that I graduated high school. Um, and it was funny cause I was actually like, I was kind of dating somebody. He wound up being my boyfriend on and off for like seven years after high school. Um, but even he, like we had done everything else under the sun, but he was like, I don't want to take your virginity because. I don't want to be that important in your life. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> cool. I wound up having like several abortions with him. I'm like, all right, whatever. Okay, cool. Um, but so like, I wound up just having like, that's another conversation. Anyway. So I, I lost my virginity like the month that I graduated high school and then I got to college and very much like a Pringles can. It was like, once you pop, you can't stop kind of thing for me. And it was just because, again, it was my first experience of like, wow, everybody wants me. Yeah. Every, I've never felt this desire before. I've never. But then it was also a very hard slap in the face of like, sex does not equal love. It does not equal Intimacy anything even. other than like all the stories that I had seen in the rom-coms and everything. Sex was just sex. Yeah. I was like, okay, none of these guys are, are uh, one guy hung around and was like, you want to go to breakfast? And he was like, okay, no, no, thank you. Uh, he looked very different in the morning than he did the night before. Um, 
no shame. Um, but a like <laughs> a little on my part, actually. Um, but I, it was very much like I, I had almost trained myself at that point that that was my worth. Mm-hmm. I, that was what I had to offer. And that was what people were taking me up on. And yeah. So see, I go. was the <laughs> exact opposite of you. I was, I saw that I identified it. I saw that they felt like this was all they could get and that was all they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I was so resistant against it. I was like, absolutely not like you're no, 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 sex no. Is bad and, yeah. Sex yeah. is bad. I also had a lot of Christian guilt and things built That's up fair. in my mind. So I was very resistant to that. And I was saving it for marriage, saving it for marriage. And that led to so many just terrible things. Like, because when I did get to college, I finally met somebody who did show interest in it, acted like it was a true thing. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I don't need to wait till marriage, but I do need to wait until I feel something. Mm. And he just kept pressing and pressing and pressing. And so, oh yeah, like the love bombing before it was a real thing, before it was something that we knew about. Yeah, Yeah. the manipulation. Mm -hmm. And so I fell into it so hard right on my face this was the first person who ever told me they loved me told me like you're beautiful without a butt yeah okay (laughs) like and so i fell right into all that and it was just so bad (laughs) so bad well i think you said to me once you felt almost pressured to marry him because he was someone that you were intimate absolutely so the christian guilt was definitely still there and since i had given him that I felt like this is my person. Like I have to, I have to have this because I gave him, right. right, I gave him my virginity. So like it was before we got married. So this has to be it because it has to at least like, at least I still married him afterwards and we didn't do it in order, but I still got there. So I still wrapped up that Christian guilt in a nice little package. So it looked nice and didn't think about, all the things he was doing to me on the daily basis, how he was cheating and making that be okay somehow because it was somehow my fault because yeah. I wasn't giving him to him enough regularly. And I was just so. I think that's also it. indicative too of just of the female experience yeah. or the, the, Especially in our age range. the femme experience of, uh, yeah, of our age range of teaching, teaching us growing up that like that was our, our one most precious gift that we yeah. had to offer the world. Right. So like guard that with everything that you have, because once you give that away, you're, you're trash. Yeah. I really hate the concept of virginity and this idea that you become a different person once you lose yes. virginity. It's an awful idea. And especially the way we, <laughs> especially the way we talk about it um, in terms of you're a completely changed person, you know, once you do have sex. I was a virgin until I was 27. Again, I really desexualized myself for a very long time. And then when I did, the person who I lost my virginity to was actively only um, sexually attractive to fat women. And so I went from like being the exception that they weren't attracted to fat people, but I was the exception that they were willing to entertain to like, no, I am very into your body and that's actually my preference. And that introduced me to the world of people who are sexually attracted to fat people. And that being their their sexual preference even and so like there's different language all to that fat admirers fat fetishists like that was my intro to that world and i really had to figure out like what i liked and what i didn't like about that 
I mean, listen, I'm pretty straightforward. Uh, it's my husband and he's still my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, um, I think there was a point in time where if I made any connections earlier, um, I would have, um, but I very much was just looking for one person for it to be comfortable with. Like, I don't, I'm totally down for a one night stand hookup culture do your thing, like whatever. I'm, if you're happy, I'm happy type of thing. Um, I think for me, I just knew that there was so much buildup of like, I'm giving something away and I will be a changed woman that, and I saw the fallout of friends who like had sex with someone and then they broke up and how that added a layer. And I was like, you know what? Let's be smarter. You know, like, let's not do that. Like, look how devastated and upset they are. And let, let's learn from. So um, for me, me and my husband now, Billy, firefighter Billy, <laughs> um, we met um, freshman year of college and we've been together since, uh, yeah, I guess 2013 now. So it's been. You're so young. I, She's such a baby. <laughs> I, am, I am. But yeah, no, so we've been together. Bad. We've been together and he. He makes me feel safe and he makes me feel loved, but there is definitely still a lot of work on the allowing my body to experience pleasure side of yeah. things that I still need to do work on, you know, like, yes, in line with what we're talking about a little bit different, but, um, there's still a lot of struggles and obstacles personally, even in a super safe environment. Sure. Type of okay. stuff. Sure. So for me, I'm very, I love to get on top. I absolutely love to get oh, on top. Yeah. Right. And I, you and I have talked about that and that's still, even though, again, like, like you just said, you've been with Billy, like Billy was your first, Billy, like, you know, like, but that's still like a really hard thing for you. And, yeah, and that was like a mental block for you. Do you think that that like, because of the, what everything that the world has thrown at you about your body and, and everything, it's just, that's still something that that's, that's what you're working through there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's multi layers to that. Yeah. And I think Billy, Billy actually uh, surprises me sometimes with how in tune he is with it. Yeah. Like he'll put words to stuff sometimes being like, yeah, but that's because you feel X, Y, and Z. And I'll be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who said you could come at me like that? <laughs> um, so I think I, yeah, I'm definitely still learning. I, for me right now in the work in recovery and with my body, I'm still a floating head. I yeah. don't feel very physically comfortable. I think what's been helping is hanging out together and trying yeah. on outfits and living life and exploring. Like there are definitely moments where I'm like, Ooh, like she, she's fat and fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then there's moments where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go sleep in bed all day. Yeah, um, sure. you know, uh, I still have not been able to get a healthy relationship with movement back. Uh, and that really does affect me uh, physically, mentally. I think there's still some really big hurdles there. Yeah, there's definitely still a lot of um, body work that I've been avoiding up to this point because of how uncomfortable it is. Yeah. And, and I don't want to feel more than my head right now. I'm afraid of what that is. So I think, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of connection with that, with just like with Billy and, you know, with, with pleasure and feeling good. It's just, it's, there's definitely brain blocks for sure. Um, 
And I know that work is part of my journey. It's just not the stuff that I'm currently ready for. Um, Cause it's super scary, yeah. especially when we like sit here and we talk about all these like really big lived experiences that like have impacted us to the point where I'm sitting here talking about something that happened in high school. Right. That like fully impacted the way that I connected with people yeah. the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because you talk about, you know, how, absolutely you feel safe with billy but you still sometimes don't feel safe with yourself yeah i don't and it's it's funny to me because you know i i was with someone for nearly 10 years and and going through a divorce right now and and my he absolutely all the time was you're so sexy you're so sexy i'm so attracted to you you know you're you're beautiful you're this you're that but that's different. I've realized now than someone telling you, I love your body. I love this part of your body. Ooh. I love this because now I do have this, this completely different and not, I'm not saying that either one is right or wrong, but for me personally and my, I don't know, I guess my experience now I am having a much different experience with with someone who is saying is not just saying you're beautiful, you're sexy, you're gorgeous. Cause I get all that too, but I love your body. I love the way your body feels. I love this part of your body. I love this part of your body. Um, where it is kind of doing that reattaching my head to my body yeah. because it it's again, I, I think I've always been, I've been confident in my face. So I'm like, yeah, I'm sexy. I'm pretty, I'm beautiful, whatever my face. Yeah, you're just talking about my face, right? You're just talking about my face. It's never been all of it. So to have somebody like pick out these parts of me that I've always been like, oh God, no, that's like, like for me for personally, my arms have always been like my number one, like, oh my God, I've always wanted to cover my arms. I'm, I'm still with as confident as I am now, I still find myself covering my arms more often than not. And my boyfriend now is just like, he will literally like just, kiss my arms all over and like I still have to get used to that and yeah. comfortable with that but like he's helping me with that total side note from what we're talking about but I do think it's important you know like talking about loving your body for people who are still very much on the journey of like body positivity or just body neutrality something that I found super helpful for myself on bad body image days and everything is just being thankful for what your body does for you yeah. right like I'm thankful for my arms to hug my loved ones I'm thankful for my legs because they help me navigate the world. And just like really breaking it down to like body functions would be <laughs> is is what um you about like the mic. <laughs> Some ASMR from Some ASMR. You want you want to slap. You know, it's interesting yeah. because one of the things I was thinking about, like someone else saying that they love your body. I still struggle with that. I think because I'm on the internet so much. Um and I've been blogging for a while and out on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. I get a lot of people telling me that they find my body attractive now. So it's almost like I went from hardly hearing it from anybody to hearing it from the masses. Mm. And and yet what I realized is a very empty feeling for me. Um, you know, again, when I found kind of like, oh, there's people who are fat admirers, fat fetishists, all that stuff. At first, I was like, ooh, this is interesting to me. Like, I, the first guy I was with, was like, put your weight on me. I want your weight on me. So, like, that was a very different thing where I was usually holding myself back. Like, not putting, like, holding the leg, you know, while I'm, like, cuddling because yeah. I don't want my weight on them. Yeah. So, to go from one extreme to the other was hard for me, especially because a lot of the fat fetish people are very, like, quantifiable. Like, 
how much do you weigh? They want the number. The number mm-hmm. turns them on, right? Versus just like I exist like this. Does it? Does the number matter? You know. Sure. Um. And so what I realized, like a lot of that stuff that were ways of them connecting to my body felt empty to me, and I'm still not fully sure what would feel fulfilling for me. Yeah. Um. Like I, I really don't know that I've had anyone in my life that like has developed a deep enough connection with me that their opinion on their body matters to me in some kind of way. Um, I've definitely gotten over the fear of like my body's going to repulse somebody like that. That's gone. Um, but I do I have yet to meet someone that the way they treat my body has positively affected me. You know, it's only ever been, it's been okay or it's been negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, like, do I have trust issues? Absolutely. Like I, I've yet to meet a man I can trust in that kind of way. And yeah, I really don't even know what that would look like because so much of the comments of like, I love your thighs or, I love, or whatever, I just don't give a shit. And, you know, it rings so hollow to me. It, it rings so hollow to me. It's I think superficial. No, it's just superficial. Like yeah. there's no substance to it. It doesn't have to do with who you are as a human. And I think that's a lot of the big problem mm-hmm. is that as fat people, plus size women, they take a lot of who we are away from it and just apply it to what we look like. Yeah, like here, take my thigh. Yeah, like enjoy it. Oh, I love it, your it, thighs. It's detached from me. It, it, it doesn't matter yeah, that I'm that? the one that owns yes, them. Yes, it doesn't matter that it's my thigh. Yeah, you don't yes. care about it because it's mine, and because you appreciate me and you honor me as a person, you care about it because oh, it's juicy. Yeah, and that's where like I so I completely understand. Um, because that was my experience as I got, you know, more into, you know, posting myself on the internet was, um, yeah, all of a sudden it wasn't that my body was wrong. I mean, there's still plenty of trolls out there, right? (laughs) There's still plenty of people telling me you're going to die tomorrow. Um, but, but, um, there, there were plenty of, of guys in my DMS and, and people showing up like, oh my God, your body, your body, your body. And then that was where it was like, okay, now it's here down yes. right and you don't give a shit you're still what's not up a here human. you don't give a shit what's in here yeah. right and so that like it's so i i can i can really like that that's that kind of blows my mind with you because it's i get I what you're saying where can i be whole i yeah. get what you're saying because like it's really i i didn't trust my ex because it was just you're sexy you're beautiful you're this and I didn't trust any of the strangers on the internet. I'm just like, oh my God, your body, your body, your body. It's like, you don't know me at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I finally let someone know me, truly know me. And now it all feels connected, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just haven't that. had that experience. Uh, sounds amazing. I'm happy that you have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's like a practice, right? Because again, like you mentioned, like, you have part of it, but then it's like the connection to self with it. And that's going to be an ever evolving practice, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like once you attain it, you have it forever. It's a, it's work. Um, but I, but yeah, I do think going from one version, extreme. one extreme to another where I was, I went from disregarded to praised. Mm-hmm. Such whiplash. Yeah. And yet really I felt that's lost. I felt it. lost whiplash, in both yes. of them. I felt unrecognized in mm-hmm. both of them. None of them served me. Right. So, yeah. And so trying to really navigate that and then like, okay, what is healthy, healthy relationship? What does healthy trust, body trust with someone else look like? I found it with friends. I have not found it with a partner. 
I believe in you. You will. I won't have a partner till I do find it. Well, <laughs> in the meantime, you have us. Yeah. And I do, but I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is is having that with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is finding that connection yeah. because I mean, like we both said, I've, I've I truly have felt like a floating head of like this is this is the only thing that's valuable to the world, and this is just the vehicle that transports this right. And so it has been in in my in in my friendships right with you guys and and in my relationship both have helped me connect the two and become a whole person for myself and i think that that's something that um honestly in just the very beginning of meeting you was something that i was very in, very much in awe of about you was that that was something that you seemed to have very much like you were a whole and you mm-hmm. had that in you I don't feel my emotions, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get attach there. that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. I as much as as much as it as it is like like we sit here and we talk about yeah, it's it's great to be known by you know your partner or whatever. Like as much as that is great, I think the ultimate thing is is feeling that in yourself, is feeling yeah. that connection in yourself, and because we've just all been conditioned that that we were not the norm, we were not we just. We needed to take what we got and be happy with it. It's not going to be our narrative. It's not. It's not yeah. for us. It was yeah. not for us. Yeah, we were not. And I mean, you think about it too. Like it wasn't just. It wasn't just the magazines and the movies and and our families and whoever. I mean, we grew up on on you know the Disney princesses, right? Right. Oh, it's everywhere. We, it's everywhere, everywhere, right? Yeah. The the princesses they they got their princes, and not a damn one of them looked like us. There still no. hasn't been one that looks like us, no. right? They gave us Moana and said, oh, we gave you body positivity. She had Did you? She had, she had curves, right? Well, and even with like the live action movies, if there is someone that has like a romantic storyline, it's like a joke story. Like, I'm imagining Pitch Perfect with yeah. Rebel Wilson and the guy in the, um, uh-huh. in the other one. I mean, I know, Troubles. yeah. But like, I, I literally can't think of a single show. Granted, I haven't watched real, so I have no idea what's in that. I can't think of a single movie or something where the fat character has an actual romantic storyline where like either they're not uh, like the funny one and like they don't talk about being, they're not sexy, they're funny, you know, or they're having to get through their own humongous hurdles of thinking that they're like a monster, you know? Have you watched though? Um, Oh my God, what's the name of it? It's on Netflix and it's Michelle Buteau and it's, I can picture it, but I can't. Oh remember my the name. god! I what know. is the name I can't of remember. it? I don't know. Let's start with an S. I will not. I'm there. so sorry. I cannot think of it right we'll now. Put a but little. It is if so you're, good. If you're on video, we'll put a little <laughs> title up here. <laughs> it is so good. I'm so sad that I can't think of the name of it right now. But that show was the first show that was like she was the main character, and it had nothing to do with her body. Although there was very, very, very beautiful messages in it. Like she was. Um, she was like a stylist and she was working with this actress who was telling her like, whatever you put me in, it needs to be like, I want shapewear. I want, I want to be the most snatched. I don't, I don't care if I can sit down or whatever. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, it's going to be your correct size. It's going to, you're going to feel good in it. You're going to look good in it too. Yeah. And so it was very much, I am so upset that I cannot think of the name of this right now. I struggle. I started watching it. I stopped. I struggle. Because it's always been faced somewhat busty women that are just considered the plus size view. 
And so I struggle, and, and I still I know, don't see myself. You know, that's probably an interior thing. It's yeah. like who's who's plus size to me, or mm. or they're not getting the full plus size experience because they have enough thinness in certain areas that they, you know. I can see that. Yeah, but yeah. it sounded like the storyline at least was handled well, which yes. I I do need to invest in and see what how it went. What is that damn show called? I don't know. You guys move on. I I'm stuck on this. In forty minutes, you're like, is I can't. I literally cannot. You know, I am kind of curious because we, we titled this Curse of Curves. And I am kind of cur- curious what each of our, like, we feel like would be the main curse that we faced. And then we mm-hmm. also, like, said the blessing occurred. And we're also kind of curious about what the blessing was. Sure. It's so interesting because I shared that story mm-hmm. yeah. about high school, about how you're cute, you have too big of a butt. It's so funny because I do feel like as an adult, a lot of my positive even my positive like feelings of sexuality comes from my butt which is definitely still leaning into an ideal body type issue in the in the plus size realm or in the curves realm right um i say that because like my butt's changed and i was like oh my gosh my whole identity is gone my butt is not the you same great ass. you know but i'm back to feeling like i have a great butt but i do put a lot of like like that's probably one of my favorite features of my body right and i and i wonder why you know is it because it's sexually ideal now to have a big butt all that stuff um whereas something like big arms and i have tangy arms i have an arm roll you know that has been is where are we seeing that loved on right right um so you know i i do i do love having an ass and hips and i love the feeling of softness like you know i think for it took me a while to enjoy having my softest absolutely softest bits touched my stomach roll my hips my inner thighs my arm I do get a lot of pleasure from it and I do think it's like that ability to be vulnerable and have my softest bits touched and caressed and loved on and for me that has been a blessing to lean into it not that I'm always in my best self with it but that I have found enjoyment through it that I don't detest it because like I'll talk to my sister and she's like no absolutely not I will not have someone touch my stomach you know like for some people, it's very much like a no-no zone because a lot of us have been given shit for our stomachs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess when I think about m- my curse, it really is the idea like some people are sexy and some people aren't. I think, you know, growing up, I really just thought I was not sexy and I was going to forever be in the category of not sexy. And then I think sometimes when I get told that I am sexy, I'm like, what? You know, like <laughs> I immediately have to disconnect it. I'm immediately like, no, I'm not. And I like have to give like the weirdest, dorkiest face to stay away from it. And yet I you know, I I want to be sexy sometimes. You know, I want to at least feel it. I want to feel like that's an emotion and a feeling I can lean into. But that curse of, like... You're not fat, de- you're beautiful. Yeah, the desexual mm-hmm. or, like, it's bad to be in touch with sexuality. Again, probably some of my Catholic guilt that I had growing up. Um, I'm really trying to undo that because I'm allowed to have a sex life. I'm allowed to feel sexy. Yeah. I'm allowed to sleep with people. I'm allowed to all that stuff, you know, and I think um, that is definitely something I've had to learn to allow uh, versus feel like it's not for me. I definitely, um, I think similarly, um, the curse being that for me was always being told that, you know, the, the whole you're not fat, you're beautiful. You're not fat, you're beautiful. So my whole life, I separated the two. You cannot be both. Mm-hmm. So it was like, as many times as I was told, you have a beautiful face, you have a pretty face, you, you, that, whatever, whatever. I cannot possibly be beautiful. 
because I am fat. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm not fat, I'll be beautiful. You're not fat, you're beautiful. You're not fat, you're beautiful. So the two cannot exist at the same time, right? And so that was just, that was something that was so hard for me to break through of they're not mutually exclusive, number one. And it was also being, because I did start, I, I did start looking like a woman earlier than a lot of kids my age. And, and even that even went back into like interactions with male family members where they thought it was okay to throw grapes into my cleavage at mm. family gatherings. Like not, that's not yeah, cool. You know, no. like literally an uncle did that. So like, you know, it's whatever, but like, um, so yeah, just not feeling, like, <laughs> just not feeling really like I had any control over my body in that how I was perceived how my body was perceived and that no matter what I had no control over that narrative right um and I all I also I feel bad about how sometimes I do feel bad about um how I feel currently about my body because I, I, I love that I have somewhat of an hourglass shape. I love that I have a smaller waist and big boobs and a big ass. And I'm like, sometimes I feel guilty about that because it's like, that's again, more of a, a normalized right thing than it is to be pear shaped or apple shaped or whatever shapes that they try to put us in these boxes and and so i do when i go look in the mirror i i look at my waist I, that's like the first thing i look at it's reinforced by society so, it you, is. Know, so you know that feeling is is reinforced yeah, there yeah. yeah but then at the same time i think my my i don't know my blessing is that i i don't know i am fucking hot and i know <laughs> <laughs> like now that i do like now that i do feel like one whole cohesive unit yeah I am incredibly hot and I love that for myself. <laughs> no notes. That's it. <laughs> You're like, huh? <laughs> 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 you are like, having a standoff. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. I was going to say, probably have somebody. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors and shoot. No, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I'm yeah. not to pick one of you. No, we're doing Rock, gonna... paper, scissors, shoot. My camera's shoot. like, yes. it has All 10 right. minutes. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. oh okay i think i think the curse for me has has truly been the way that people have treated me because of my size and what i learned to believe about myself in Mm. turn and i i think the biggest thing has been summed up that I do not provide worth, like just being like, I cannot just exist and that be enough. Mm-hmm. Like what, what do I need to do to be enough to take up this space? Like I've talked a lot about not feeling worthy of the space I take up and like needing to shrink myself. So I think, I think that's been my biggest curse is learning to hate myself based off of other people's 
shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other people's stuff that I didn't need to be owning that yeah. I did. Um, I don't know what the blessing is yet, uh, but we're look we're looking for one, and right we're now working it can be for us. one. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah! It's been really great to connect with people who've had live very similar lived experiences, although it also is infuriating yeah. that that many people can connect with the lived experiences and that you know it's only really becoming a mainstream topic of recent and not even in great ways right Mm -hmm. body positivity movement started out of something yeah it ain't that it ain't that anymore well i think it's a blessing that you're doing the work right now like you know what i mean like you are you've started there's no end goal there's no timeline but yeah. you have started, right? And trust gosh. Me, there's people in their 60s who refuse to do the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and there is no timeline. Yeah. I, I for sure have been told that many of times by my wonderful team who've been like, you know, this is at least the next 10 years of your life. And I said, well, I don't love that number. But <laughs> here we go. Loves it, but I am yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. This is my turn. It was my turn. Time on, on the girly. Ah, so... I guess my curse is having a body that and feeling like I wasn't worthy enough or having situations that I was put into because of my body. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I can remember very vividly one specific night where I was with a friend. We went to their boyfriend's house and the boyfriend had a friend. And, oh, he was big, so I was supposed to like him because I was big. Mm. And at first it was, like, he was a lot older. Like, there was just no interest, like, at all. And they just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me to, like, no, you have to. No, I don't. I was still very much a virgin. I was still very much saving myself. I didn't want to be in any – I hadn't kissed anyone. Like, I – no Mm -hmm. and my boundaries were not respected like they just kept pushing me to know you have to be with him like he kept trying to touch me and Mm. like it was just very (laughs) much a stranger danger yeah like we don't want this scenario and it just there were so many things about that night that were just so wrong like we ended up watching clockwork orange which is also a very triggering movie for me now because there's if you've seen it like I get the idea behind it. It's fine. It's a good movie, like, in its essence and what it stands for and, like, how it's, like, about how they change this whole person's persona to, like, make them better. And then that went very poorly. But there's also a part where, like, there's a giant statue that they, like, rape a woman with. And so it just felt like a very, very unsafe situation. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm here being sexualized and now, like, then there was comments of, oh, we're going to do that to you if you don't just give him what he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it was just very rough. And then there's yeah. always that moment where if you don't give them what they want, then you go from, oh, you're beautiful to mm. you're fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at your thunder thighs. You're disgusting. Why wouldn't you want them? You're lucky they I gave you, you the time of day. Yes. You're lucky that I even paid attention to you or looked at you because you're and I've had that so many times in my life. Like, that was the first experience with it. But then there was another guy later, recently, yeah. <laughs> who, again, wanted all these things very sexually. And when I was like, no, I don't want this, 
then it was you're disgusting I would never look at you have you seen me have you seen yourself it's and never it's, just one experience that's it's the thing never. it's never just one of these experiences never and so like that's a huge thing that we face and it's very similar to what you went through in high school and and that's what it always comes down to it's like if we don't give them what they want what they expect then it it's a 180 Mm -hmm. like it goes from like oh no you're you are all these things to just yeah you should have been grateful you should have been grateful Mm -hmm. you're welcome yeah and now you're trash yeah and now you're just a trash human and for what so yeah that's definitely the curse of all of this um in the blessing aspect i mean yes this has brought me amazing beautiful friends like i can't <laughs> oh, i'm gonna cry <laughs> do it do it oh, oh, no. do it i'll hug you and i don't even know i'm just gonna hug no. <laughs> i feel like you need it though no. <laughs> yeah i'm so that's really great. Well, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I, just say, I just want to point out. No, I don't feel like that's healthy. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say the first time I've seen you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the worst hugger. I'm not a hugger, so I'm the worst hugger. I'm the worst person to give comfort. I'm glad this is happening. Do you want to go home? Yeah, Maria, Maria, Maria was our first step to becoming friends. I mean, it's her reaching yeah. out and moving us together. <laughs> <laughs> this would not be something if Maria hadn't made it happen. Broke you. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't think so, but you being active, like you wanting, it, you wanting it for yourself, yeah. you valuing having fat women, you seeing fat people as worthwhile whole humans and wanting those connections, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, I promise. You. <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen I've seen I've I've actually seen her very upset and what she did is she went stone cold, just like disconnect <laughs> So as much as it's, you know, it's not always fun to connect. I, I I'm I'm glad you're here with us connect. Yes. Also I hope if you're watching this and you're not a that person with these lived experiences like we're this human. is like a reminder like we're yeah. human beings yeah. we're human beings that deserve the same fucking respect as everybody else and and yeah we know that everybody has their shit everybody has hard stuff that they've been through that they've lived through and all these kind of things but like they don't get thrown on top of that well you're gonna die tomorrow so yeah. <laughs> like and stuff like that so so here's your reminder that we are that I shouldn't have seen because some troll told me that I wouldn't make it to tomorrow. Yeah. I've asked. I've seen so many tomorrows. And you're yeah. gonna continue to see yeah. so yeah. many tomorrows. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love all you. This feels like a good place to wrap up. I everybody. think so too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're fat. We're fab. We're fab. <laughs> We're fab and we're friends. Yeah. We love you we and love I love you guys so much. Bye. 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 Bye.